Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast, your home for stories, inspiration, and advice from athletes over 40. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. I'm a later in life athlete who became a roller derby skater in my 30s and a runner and obstacle racer in my 40s. Now I'm an athletic aging coach who helps women over 40 experience the massive life benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age and any fitness background. If that fires you up, keep listening. Let's do this. Earlier this month, Seasoned Athletes celebrated our fourth anniversary of our very first episode. Since that day, June 7th, 2017, I've had the distinct honor and pleasure of interviewing nearly 100 athletes with varying backgrounds, athletic experience, and of course, ages. I've talked to athletes ranging in age from 40 to 96 years old so far. And let me tell you, the stories of the athletes in their 70s, 80s, and 90s are some of the most fun interviews and fun stories to share. Because there's a common theme with these athletes that no matter when they started, and some didn't start till their 40s, 50s, or 60s, they don't let age stop them now. Like, not even a little bit. There's this openness to new experiences, new opportunities, and new friendships that guide them into these amazing athletic adventures. It's inspiring for me, it's inspiring for anyone who listens, to simply be open to trying something new and seeing where it takes you. Today, I get to share one such story. On this episode, I talk to Flo Filion Myler, a pole vaulter and track and field athlete. I'm going to wait to let Flo reveal her age in just a couple minutes, but I'll give you a hint right now. She's in her 80s. Yep. Pole vaulting. In her 80s. So much awesomeness. Flo's story has been covered by ESPN, NPR, The Today Show, and the Olympics did a really stunning and beautiful nine-minute video feature about her, which you can see on the Olympics.com website. Now, it's my turn to share her story. Prepare to be inspired by pole vaulter and world record holder Flo Filion Myler. Hi, Flo. Are you ready to drop some seasoned athlete knowledge on our listeners today? I sure am. <laughs> I am so excited to talk to you. We'll find out in a second why, but you are Flo Filion Myler. Right. You are a pole vaulter. You're a track and field athlete and just a superstar. <laughs> so I try to be. <laughs> you try to be. And, and I love it. So we're just going to start with that. But from here, I'm going to ask the question that I ask all my guests, and that is, what is your age at this moment in time? I am going to be 87 on June 7th. So you're you're on the verge of 87. I think by the time this episode airs, you will be 87. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's why, you know, I didn't want to spoil that when I <laughs> brought up that you're a pole vaulter and a track and field athlete. You are an, at the time of the airing of this episode, 87-year-old pole vaulter. I am, I am the oldest woman pole vaulter in the world. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's take a moment just to acknowledge that the oldest pole vaulter in the world. What a, what an amazing distinction and accomplishment. It's a great feeling. I bet. I bet. Especially when you're flying through the air, knowing that, right? Yes. <laughs> so um, Flo, let's go. Let's, let's find out how you got here. What did your early athletic life look like? Did you play sports growing up? Yes, I, I always did. I uh, come from a very, very small town in northern New York by Champlain, New York, right next to the Canadian border. But I was very fortunate to um, be active uh, in the sports at St. Mary's Academy. 
I uh, played basketball there and I was a cheerleader. And I also took up tap dancing and uh, a little bit of acrobatics from my cousin. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was very, very active in the high school. I accompanied the glee club with the piano and the choir at church on the organ. So you did you did all the things. Yes. <laughs> and I, I was all, also in the drama club. And uh, but anyway, after uh, graduation, I uh, became very involved in water ski competition. Oh, wow. I, I was a water skier. Well, I was a water skier as a young child. Uh-huh. On Lake Champlain, because Lake Champlain was only four miles from our town. And uh, we had a ski club that was very, very active. And I also was involved in doing uh, water ski shows. So water ski shows, what were those like? Like, was it just you or was it with other people? We had this, what we call a slalom course and there's three balls on each side and you had to go um, zigzagging between the balls and you started at a certain speed and then increased your speed and went uh, as fast as you could. Okay, so you were you were doing the daredevil stuff early on. Yes. And then we did the pyramid, <laughs> which is two girls. And we, that's what I wanted to know if you did that. <laughs> yes. We, and we, we held a, a, the smaller girl on, on our shoulders. <laughs> yes. Like, I have a memory of that. I don't know if you're familiar with with the band, the Go-Go's. Um, they had a music video called for their song Vacation, where they were doing the pyramids. And so that's my memory of what that looks like. And so you got to do it for real. Yeah. How cool. <laughs> I've never met anyone who did, you know, the water ski acrobatics and pyramids and, and stuff like that. I've never met anyone in real life until now. So this is, <laughs> this is so cool. So, yeah, you were doing doing the sports, doing the acrobatics, doing the performing arts, you were doing all the things. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then did you continue, you know, you, you were doing this through college. Did you continue in your, no, I didn't. I, I never got a chance to go to college okay. because my dad unfortunately passed away of leukemia a month before I graduated from, from uh, high school. And uh, we had a dairy farm, so there was no way my mom had to sell. And I, and I didn't want to burden her with any any charges to go to school. So I decided to go to work as a secretary. But after seven years, I met my wonderful husband, who was a B-47 pilot at Plattsburgh Air Force Base. Oh, wow. And um, got very, he, I got him involved in water skiing and also snow skiing. Oh, so that, and that's, it's always nice when you get to do that with your spouse. Right. And then he went to B-52 training, B-52 bomber. And uh, we were stationed in uh, California. And then we were stationed in Orlando, Florida for three and a half years. And we both did uh, a lot of water ski competition there. So you continue doing that through the years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then after he decided to take up a business course and got his master's we we moved to vermont and he became a stockbroker for over 35 years and we continued luckily we have a beautiful home on shelburne bay which is part of lake champlain and on our younger years we had our own slalom course right in front of our house oh that's so cool so we did a lot of water skiing and so it's like it, you you had your own private course that you could do, right. like just you and your husband doing these like crazy slalom activities yep. out there like living yep. the dream flow it's been a like, very exciting life yeah and it, and it hasn't stopped for no you. then we took up uh, tennis around age 40 okay and then at age 60 <laughs> my husband and i gene we were qualifying for the vermont senior games and i'll never forget it was at middlebury college which is about 
45 minutes from here. At halftime, uh, Barbara Jordan, who is my former training partner, she came over and said, uh, we're desperate for track people. I would like you to come and try the long jump. And I looked at her very strangely. And I says, Barb, I've never done track. She said, that's okay. You'll be good at it. It's like she knew because you, you just, it's, you've always been naturally adept at so many different things. So why not try? So I went and tried the long jump and that started the beginning of my 27 year career in track and field. (laughs) And, and wait, how old were you when you first tried track? 60. 60. See, this is what I love about your story. First of all, that you've, you've transitioned to different sports through the years, that you, you seem to always be willing mm-hmm. to try something new, um, even if it's just completely outside your wheelhouse. And that even in your 60s, you know, you're yeah. like, okay, sure, I'll try track. Hey, I can do this too. And, and it's something you've continued to do for over 20 years into your 80s. Yeah. Amazing. And, my, and I remember my first meet, I was still doing tennis, but I, I started doing the long jump and I came out uh, number four out of uh, about 22 ladies. So I was really excited. And then I, did, I went and did the high jump and I tied for third. That was the first time I did high jump out of me. I mean, that tells you something right there. Like okay. that really, <laughs> I'm on to something motivated me so much. Yeah. You know, that's always nice when just right out of the gate, you, you excel and do well. And you're like, okay, I can do that. But I have worked, I, you know, I'm very, very fortunate to have Barbara Jordan, my training partner. She was a senior uh, fitness instructor at the university of Vermont also. And she was a f- fabulous athlete. And so her and I working together like we did, and we had, we had the uh, retired church, uh, retired coach from the University of Vermont who coached us also for over 20 years. We had an, an awful lot of fun together. Yes. About seven years ago, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so since then, I have training by myself, and it's been very, very difficult. I'm sure that's much harder Yeah, because there is power in connecting and community and having people in your corner and and lifting each other up together. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes she would win or sometimes I would, and we would always congratulate each other. See, that's amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. just great. And that's the thing, like you can compete against somebody, but you respect them so much that even when they outclass you on a certain day, mm-hmm. you can be happy for them. And that's, you know, and that's the, that's right. a great benefit mm-hmm. of competition. I think, you know, it's interesting. I talk to a lot of people about competition because that's a big cornerstone of this podcast. And there are people who have a negative, mm-hmm. you know, view of competition, but this is a topic that's come up a lot in that, you know, when you, when you respect your opponent, first of all, like you want them to play at the highest level to raise you up to the highest level. Mm-hmm. And then when they beat you that day, you know, all you could do is be happy for them. That's right. We congratulated yeah. each other. Yeah. Whenever and I'm that sure happens. it went back and forth. I'm sure there were days where you beat her and there were right. days that she beat you. Uh-huh. I love this. What are the events that you continue to compete at to this day? I do oh, at least 18 events. Well, not one me. Right. Sure. Sure. But if if you count them all, um, let's see if I can find them here. I like that you have to, you're like, I have to find a list somewhere. <laughs> well, I do so many of them. Yeah. And for those listening, Flo is literally getting up and <laughs> going to find her list. of. Them. By the way, I want to mention that I have 30 world records and I have 28 U.S. records. And all, all since you started in your 60s? Yeah. And then I have over 780 medals. Where do you put them? Where, where, where do, you, do you display them? 
I have a library here and, and where the um, beams meet, I got them up and down, up and down, and now it's full. So now I have, I started another shelf underneath the window over here. Flo, you're going to need a bigger house or, or a house just for your metals. <laughs> I did find my list here. My husband is so good. He, he has put together over 14 albums with all my records in See, my See, I need my husband to do that. I have a box of medals and I, I, of course he competes too. So he has his own box of medals, but I'm like, I need him to, to put, put everything up on a wall and make, make scrapbooks for me. Off and on, I've done over 18 events. I do the pentathlon and the polvo, the high jump, the long jump the triple jump, the 60 meter hurdles indoors, the shot put, the discus, the weight throw, 100 meter run, 200 meter run. And at one time I did the 300 meter hurdles, the hammer throw, the four by 100 relay, the javelin, the steeplechase, 80 meter hurdles outdoors and 800 meter outdoors. See, this is why when I was fawning on you when we first started talking, but I couldn't reveal like exactly why this is why <laughs> right here that list so what what's your favorite do you have a favorite and why is that my favorite is the pole and the hurdles because they're so challenging sure sure this is a good opportunity to go into some of your your highs and lows and I, you know almost sounds like a pun when i talk about highs because you know with the pole vault you fly <laughs> through the air. so do you remember your favorite your favorite competition day that one time where you where everything worked perfectly for you. Do you have a memory like that? Yes, but I don't remember the year it was. It was an indoor uh, championship at uh, Dartmouth Relays in uh, New Hampshire, and I had forget how high I had gone. And my co my coach says, "If you go, you know, try. You got to do it. You you'll you'll get a record if you do a little bit higher." And I was very very hesitant, and I tried it, and I did it, and I screamed away and hugged my my coach because I had set my new world record. Amazing. <laughs> and then at the um, senior games in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, she's, she's, so these? this is an audio podcast, so I'm going to describe. You just pulled out what looks like a pile of medals. Eight gold medals. Eight gold medals. Hold them up and, and clang them, will you? Make some noise. There we go. That's that's the podcast version. Gotta... <laughs> one silver. And I, I had one, two, three, three records, three U.S. records and one world record in the pole vault. And you're holding that all in your hand right now. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> I like that you just, it's like on the counter, like all my records for this one event. I'm just going to reach behind and grab them and show them to you. You're ready to go. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, Flo, what was maybe your toughest day that you had? Your hardest, I don't like to say worst day, but your, you know, your toughest competition memory. Oh my, you know, it's been, it's been almost 27 years. It's difficult. True. I bet you push those ones out of your head. Too. <laughs> you know, I can't recall a bad day. It's not a bad way to live. You know, only good days and great days, right? Yeah. If I didn't, because it, Barbara and I, like I said, always competed against each other. So we were always, we were always helping each other and we didn't criticize each other. And, you know, I, I, I don't remember a real yeah. bad day. Yeah. And you know what? That's a, that's a great attitude to have. And it just, and I'm sure over time, it just, it builds that way. Do you find when you're out there, it's your happy place? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's the magic right there. I know I do different kinds of races and I know that even, even uh-huh. when I have a tough day, when I'm out there, it's my happy place. I do everything from road running, 5k, 10k, half marathon. I ran my first marathon here. And then my primary thing is obstacle racing, where you run, you'll run a certain distance and you'll climb over a wall or crawl under barbed wire. Oh, great. Yeah. So I've been doing that for about five years. Uh-huh. It's tough. Like it's a difficult thing. And I'm sure you understand where it's challenging. Right. It's physically challenging. It's mentally challenging. But when you're out there, mm-hmm. it's, it's when you're happy. My favorite uh, motto is um, never too late. Well, you were a living example of yeah. that. And, and even though you've been <laughs> participating in sport most of your life, you know, you have found it's never too late to make a switch, to try something new, right. to step outside your comfort zone. And it's been rewarding mm-hmm. for you throughout. So, you know, you, you know, and hopefully someone listening is getting inspired by that. So speaking of never too late, I, I love asking about, you know, challenges and advantages that you face as an older athlete. You are in your 80s. I don't talk to too many people in their 80s. So this is a really unique perspective for our show. You know, as someone who, you know, got into a new sport in your 60s and you're, you're out there doing things that are earning you world records. So, you know, it's not easy stuff. You know, what types of challenges do you face? putting yourself out there in this way and and doing these types of sports? I know that in order to keep up with what I hope to do, I have to train real hard. Uh, My training regimen is anywhere from one and a half to two hours, three times a week. And then on Tuesdays, uh, that's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I will do about a, a half hour of machine weights, and then one and a half hours of uh, doubles tennis, just uh, social tennis. And then on the weekends, I will do at least a three-mile jog on a Saturday. The only day I have off is Sunday. I mean, I'm sure people are listening to this who are much, much younger, who are blown away by your training regimen. But yeah, in order to perform at a high level, you've got to train at a high level. And you have to do things like your strength training. Like you say, you do your machine weights. You've got to do the strength training. Yes, you do. Especially as you age, because, you know. And especially doing the pole vault, your arms have to be very, very strong. You probably have the strongest arms of anyone I know at 87 (laughs) years old. And then the hurdles, you really have to be strong to jump over those hurdles. You have to have strength. You have to have power in your legs. Yeah. So you are, you are doing the work in the gym 
to support your muscles. And especially as we get older, we're fighting muscle decline, muscle loss, bone loss. So you're fighting against that muscle loss and bone loss while also building muscle and bone. So you have to work extra hard is basically what I'm saying. But I have to say, I've been very, very fortunate. We belong to, yeah, it's a fitness. They have everything. We even have a, a small track above the tennis courts. So I was able to do some some running uh, this winter. I w- that would have been terrible if I had not been able right. to do any running. And especially, running. yeah, you could be by yourself out there running on the track. And what they did, they one other building, they they eliminated the three the three tennis courts and put about fifty machine weights six feet apart. And then they put a, a like a artificial grass. So I was able to practice my hurdles where on that artificial grass. It sounds like they're, they really, they've got your back. They really support you in what you're doing. Yes. because we, Well, we play yeah, tennis yeah. there also. <laughs> so I was very fortunate to have that. If I had not been able to do anything at all, that would have been a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And for a number of reasons, because, you know, it's kind of use it or lose it when it comes to that training. And then as we age, it's even more so. And the only thing I didn't get to do at all. I can't wait. I'm going to start next week is the high jump and the pole. I didn't have that opportunity. And of course, a week ago, I started doing the high jump because they put the pit out. And I did uh, eight jumps instead of doing just four. And I did get an injury in my leg, my hamstring and my quad. So I've been nursing that now for a week and a half a bit too eager to get back out there it sounds like but that's okay it'll be okay <laughs> so yeah yes. that's another thing to keep in mind is you know you've got to be mindful of your body i imagine recovery is really important to you as well being really mindful of that so really strengthening your body but also supporting it to, to prevent injury now i like to also kind of i'm going to flip it and ask what advantages do you think you have coming into the sport later participating at the age you're at now? What what does age bring into your experience for you in a positive way? I think I've motivated a lot of seniors to get active. Oh, I bet. You know? Yeah. In fact, the gals that I play with sometimes get upset because I'm so fast on the court. (laughs) But, you know, at least I tell them, you know, you don't come and play tennis and not warm up. This this is what really upsets me. Some of these gals come and play tennis, they don't even bother warming up before they come, which is so ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and and in my experience in in what I've seen over time is, you know, if you don't have that habit already there, sometimes it's a hard thing to get started. And and so you think you can skip it and you have those, you have those practices well instilled, you have that dedication and discipline and you know the importance because that's what it takes to perform at the level that you perform at. Oh, I have to push myself sometimes, you know, when it's really cold in the winter time mm-hmm. and that's when it's hard. It's snowing out there, but my, my training partner who just passed away last November, she instilled in, in me a, a, a real good uh, practice and a good schedule to to keep fit yeah and now it's your turn to pass that on to other people right right (laughs) yeah so you're you're paying it forward by helping people and helping seniors understand you know first of all what they can do right i've been several uh, motivation uh, talks to some of the seniors here in vermont so that's been fun yeah and you're showing them what's possible and then helping give them you know the proper practices to take care of themselves as they're doing it so yeah you are You're leading the way, Flo. (laughs) What advice do you have for people who are around your age now or maybe around your age when you started the sport or at any age who are inspired by your story but might be intimidated by 
by your story or even intimidated by, you know, you talked about how, how frequently you train and someone, you know, 50 years younger than you might be intimidated by that, right? So yes. what advice do you have for those people? Well, my advice is that, um, like I said, it's never too late to improve yourself. It's never too late to train at least three times a week to get your body in shape. If, if you're not interested in becoming a, a good athlete, a, a very uh, athletic athlete, you need to put those hours in or else it's, it's just not going to work. But also I tell the, some of, the, of my senior friends to find a, a friend to go walking with because it's so much more pleasant to be walking with someone and to discuss different things as you as you walk. So I do I do emphasize to try to, to do some type of exercise with a friend. Yeah. And and you've you've talked about that quite a bit about the value of having you had your training partner and mm-hmm. how that really kind of elevated where you ended up and, and, and probably sped up your progress and just the, the value of connection and having someone to do this with you. And, and, and as we get older, it gets harder and harder. You know, we find ourselves right. more isolated. And so finding that person and whether you are getting out and walking or, you know, training to, to pull them, right. you know, to fly mm-hmm. through the air, jump over hurdles, you know, having that person or those people that can do it with you and support you in that is it just makes all the difference. It's a wonderful feeling too. And um, when they did the uh, Olympic video at the senior games in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I mean, they followed me for five days. <laughs> so I had to make sure that it wasn't bothering me. You know, I had to, to think that they weren't there. <laughs> yeah. I always wrap up my interviews by asking for one parting piece of wisdom. What would that be? I would say that youthfulness comes partly from strict training and uh, total hours, you know, two hours or an hour and a half per day uh, for three times a week and so forth. You have to be motivated, but you have to to enjoy what you're doing. I do enjoy training and and competing. It's it's in my blood. <laughs> it's clearly in your blood. And I think when you talk about training for an hour and a half, like if you didn't enjoy the the sport if you didn't enjoy the feeling you wouldn't put all that time into the gym right like you right and that's that's the thing and that's that's what i really like to share in this podcast is finding that thing for you and you could probably agree with me on this that that you know the sport that you participate in is both it's very physically engaging but it's probably very mentally engaging too correct yes and right. that's what lights you up and keeps you putting in the, the time and the hours and the work to get better at it is because it, it and it's a wonderful feeling when people come up to you and, and say what an inspiration you are yes. to me and to the people that we're watching you know yes. uh, it gives them a goal to, to start exercising or doing something that will make them healthier yeah and I bet it feels amazing when someone shows up at a competition and said I'm doing this because I saw you do it Yes. It's a wonderful feeling. Yeah. And then you said, you said you had a quote, another quote you wanted to share. Yeah. I would love to hear it. Motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are my people. Yeah. (laughs) Motivation was what gets you started. And then it's the day to day, just do showing up and doing it day to day until it's not work anymore. So it's just part part of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the difference maker. And that's, you know, what, what hopefully you will inspire 
other people to to get started on and hopefully, hopefully right. achieve. And you you've got that. You've been doing the sport and doing this. You, you've got this habit locked down. You know, I'm sure you you have your routines every day, and you know exactly when you're going to exercise, what you're going to do, and it doesn't feel like a burden in your day. In fact, it's probably the thing you look forward to the most, right? Yes. And uh, my last world record in the pole vault, believe it or not, was January 2020. It was. Uh, January 26th, I'll never forget because it was an indoor at the community college in Providence, Rhode Island. I did five feet four and then some of the gals were standing on the side and my friends and they, I said, should I try higher? Should I try higher? And they yeah, they're say, always yes, going to say yes, yes, right? Yes, yes. They're always going to say <laughs> so yes. So I did and I did five feet five and that was a new indoor world record in a pole. All right. And I'm guessing that's unbeaten at this point, especially with the pandemic, right? Like that does Yes. That and then so? I did a new high jump record that that day also. So I had a, a good weekend. All right. So so is it your goal to just collect every every track and field record for your age group? Is it my goal? Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> awesome. Well, Flo, I, you know, this has been just a delight and an honor. It is my hope that someone listening today, you inspired them to whether it is get out and walk with a friend or try a sport that maybe they were thinking about doing or had considered, but pushed it way back to the back of their minds. Well, hopefully this is going to bring it to the front of their minds. No matter how old you are, it's never too late to try something new and you never know where that journey is going to take you and it's taken you to some amazing places so Flo thank you so much I'm definitely going to share I, I want to share that Olympic video in our show notes so I'm going to grab the link for that and make sure that that's that link is on our website because it's a really great profile you said they followed you for five days it mm -hmm. really it really shows your story in such a beautiful way. So I want to, I'm going to share that, you know, in the show notes for this episode so people can see even more about you. Flo Filion Myler, thank you so much for sharing your story and your inspiration with us and being a part of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. Thank you very much. It's been very enjoyable speaking with you. Love what you've been hearing on the Seasoned Athlete Podcast? Now you can proclaim your love proudly by rocking your own Seasoned Athlete apparel. The new and improved Seasoned Athlete merch store is now up and running, and we have everything from shirts, hoodies, and hats to home decor and accessories. I have even selected a handful of super fun Seasoned Athlete approved artist designs for you to choose from. Want a fun retro design shirt that says poop then run? Yeah, you can get that on the new Seasoned Athlete merch store. From June 23rd to 27th, take advantage of a site-wide sale with $13 t-shirts and everything else up to 35% off. Check out all the designs and grab your perfect item at seasonedathlete.me shop.